0: Welcome to the Blue Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about some ways to save some money on chlorine. And it's an idea that you may not have thought about. And it's something that Bob Lowry, or the late Bob Lowry, I should say, has suggested. And I think it's a solid concept. And I'm going to unpack it some more in this podcast for you. Pool Service Pro open a Leslie's wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service, save time and money, and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. And one of the last concepts that Bob Lauer was working on, and I think it was a solid, found a solid idea, is that by not having to shock a pool you actually save chlorine, and you save money out on your pool route. And I think it is a great concept, maybe one that's not entirely realistic out there with all the factors, you know, pool use, equipment problems, and all these things. But nonetheless, I think if you implement this on your pool route, and you follow the strategy, you're going to save a lot of money with your chlorine cost. And so his idea, or his concept was that, the more you have to shock the pool to get the chlorine level up all the time is the more product you're spending because the amount of chlorine needed to break combined chlorine or to raise it up from zero or to clear up algae. And since the price of chlorine has really skyrocketed in the last couple of years, not needing to shock your pool is a great way to save money. And he goes in the, the idea, he unpacked it in one of the podcasts I recorded with him, That if you just keep the residual chlorine at that target range each week, and this takes a little bit of effort on your part as the pool pro, you know, to kind of get that pool dialed in at that chlorine level, but you find out what that chlorine level is for that pool. And to take it a step further, Bob Lowry also suggested, and this is nothing new, this is something that he was preaching for a long time, is that the free chlorine, ideal free chlorine level is not really, you know, one to three parts per million. It's dependent on how much cyanuric acid you have in your pool, and he had a formula that says the free chlorine needs to be 7.5% of the cyanuric acid level. And so if you test the pool and you find out that you have you know, 50 parts per million of cyanuric acid, 7.5% would be a little bit under 4 parts per million. And so you would need to keep that pool at 4 parts per million every day basically during the whole week to prevent algae from growing and from the chlorine from dropping too low. And so I can put that together for you using another concept that he came up with, and that is that an average pool loses one part per million of chlorine per day. And so if you started the service call off and the chlorine was at five parts per million in this pool, I'm using this pool as an example, and every day it's going to drop one part per million, you'll have to find a way to add chlorine to that pool to keep it at that level each day so you don't have to shock the pool now the easiest way to do this is with the trichlor tablets but the trichlor tablets do have a drawback and that about half the weight of the trichlor tablet is cyanuric acid so yes you're adding chlorine to the pool to maintain that four parts per million but you're also adding cyanuric acid which means that four parts per million is going to start going up to a higher level or you need a higher level of free chlorine to maintain that pool for example if the pool were to edge up to 100 parts per million of cyanuric acid because you're using tablets during the season, and let's say you started in June and by August you're at 100 parts per million of cyanuric acid, that same pool is going to need 7.5 parts per million of free chlorine to prevent algae and to keep the pool looking good. Basically, you know, with the higher cyanuric acid level, you're going to need a higher free chlorine level. So that kind of defeats the purpose of using less chlorine because you're going to need to use more chlorine to keep it at that level, more tablets, which essentially doesn't save you much money on the chemicals or the chlorine you're going to use in your pool. I think the alternative would to be use would be to use liquid chlorine, or maybe a Cal Hypo tablet, which doesn't add cyanuric acid to the pool. I think the Cal Hypo tablet is something that's going to catch on and kind of move into the trichlor territory because of the fact there's no stabilizer, but you can maintain a free chlorine level in the pool pretty easily with the uh, calhypo tablets. I found that two calhypo tablets equal about one trichlor tablet in the pool. So if you're putting two trichlor tablets in the pool every week to maintain that chlorine level at four parts per million, you're going to need four calhypo tablets, which may not save you a lot of money over over in the long run of trichlor to drop. But at this point, with trichlor tablets being so expensive, you are going to save money using the calhypo in place of trichlor in a lot of situations. I think your best alternative to trichlor is using liquid chlorine. There's no stabilizer in there also, just like the Calhypo. And you may have to find a way to introduce the liquid chlorine to the pool each week. Hasa does have a new liquid feeder. You can try that or some alternate liquid feeder to get the chlorine in there. So it's not entirely realistic what he was saying about not shocking your pool because then you have to find some way to put that residual amount of chlorine in every week that's gonna avoid shocking the pool. However, with the Calhypo tablets, like I mentioned, and with li- with the liquid chlorine feeder, it can be done. And I think the money savings that he's talking about is pretty tremendous because if you were to have that pool zero out and then you have algae in there, you would probably be spending ten to fifteen dollars just to get the chlorine level back up at the cost of chlorine now to stabilize it. And then you have a mess because the filter probably has algae in it. You gotta clean that. And so it adds up to a lot of problems when you have to shock the pool because the chlorine got too low and algae formed in the pool or the pool became cloudy or you have combined chlorine and it may take a lot of chlorine to get to that break point to break that combined chlorine in the pool. So a lot of things actually go into making this logical. It's just implementing it that becomes hard because again, adding the trichlor tablets to maintain that residual. Is the easiest way, but then you got to keep upping that free chlorine level every couple of weeks because of the cyanuric acid in the pool. One way that you can actually make this work fairly well with the tablets and with liquid chlorine is if you add borates to the pool to bring it to 50 parts per million. Now, I mentioned Bob Lowry's formula, a 7.5% of cyanuric acid to free chlorine to make it effective. So with borates, you're actually going to lower that to 5%. So instead of 7.5% of free chlorine, you're going to need 5% versus a cyanuric acid level. So, in the example when it was at 100 parts per million of cyanuric acid, with boris at 50 parts per million, you would only need 5 parts per million of free chlorine in the pool. With that same example that I gave earlier, where the cyanuric acid level was at 50 parts per million, you would just need 2.5% of free chlorine or 2.5 parts per million of free chlorine in the pool to maintain that safe chlorine level in that pool. And this will, of course, fight algae, bacteria, and viruses at that level. Because the borate is an algistat, so it keeps algae from forming in the pool. It's also a pH buffer, and so that's why he came up with this equation to lower the amount of the available free chlorine to make the pool safe to swim in. And I should emphasize this point that if the pool has 100 parts per million of cyanuric acid in there, And you're not keeping it at 7.5 parts per million of free chlorine. You can have algae, you can have bacteria and viruses thrive inside that pool because the chlorine is not going to be effective unless it's over 7.5 parts per million in that pool with 100 parts per million of cyanuric acid. doesn't mean the chlorine is not working. It just means that it's working slower. And it, it is a big scientific process that Bob Lowry unpacked on this. But basically, you want to keep that percentage for that reason of making the pool safe to swim in. So the boreas actually will move the needle to make this a little bit more realistic. So now you can probably use a combination of liquid chlorine and tablets to some extent to keep that free chlorine level at that ideal range all week long without shocking it. Maybe when you're at that stop, you have the chlorine level at, you know, the cyanuric acid level is at 50 parts per million. You get there and it's at four parts per million. You may put a little bit of liquid chlorine in there and maybe one tablet to get you through the week. Depending on the pool size, you may need two. And since you're supplementing the tablets with liquid chlorine, you're not going to need three or four like you normally would put in. So the cyanuric acid level is rising, but at half the rate it was rising previously because of the borates in there. And you're supplementing the pool with the liquid chlorine. And maybe it gets up to 80 or so at the end of the season or 90 and if with the boys in the pool, you can still maintain that pool with a 4 or 5 parts per million chlorine level as long as you stay below 100 parts per million of cyanuric acid and still do this without shocking the pool on a lot of occasions. I think one of the reasons that you shock the pool a lot out there is because the free chlorine level is not at that range that Bob Lowry described here with his percentage of the cyanuric acid. So you're constantly fighting algae in the pool or the pool drops out to zero or gets cloudy because of that factor if you were just to keep that pool at that parts per million that's recommended based on the cyanuric acid level, that's like half the battle right there. And shocking the pool in your pool service is going to get more and more expensive as the season goes on. And you may not be able to get large amounts of chlorine to shock, you know, 20 pools on your route that week. So I think keeping the chlorine level in the ideal range is the best way to to save money. And how you achieve that either by a combination of trichlor tablets and liquid chlorine or calhypo tablets and liquid chlorine. I wouldn't recommend calhypo tablets and calhypo as your primary sanitizer because then you're just putting too much calcium in the water. But you can definitely use calhypo tablets and then use liquid chlorine to supplement that to keep that chlorine level up or using a liquid chlorine feeder. However you want to do it, with the boys in the pool, it does make it more logical and more reasonable to achieve than without the borates in the pool at 50 parts per million. And I would say that Bob Lowry's pool care concepts and theories and all the things he proposes are extremely sound. It's just the application part that can be difficult out there in the field. As you know, every pool is different. Some pools have heavy usage. Some pools have really bad equipment. Some pools just get algae because of the trees over it. So there's a lot of factors that go in to maintaining that free chlorine level every week You know, at that rate where it doesn't drop down or be used up. Well you, oh, well you need to shock the pool. But I found on my route that as long as I keep that residual chlorine level at that you know, 3 or 4 parts per million, depending on the cyanuric acid, that I don't have to shock the pools on my route. I'm just adding a maintenance dose of chlorine every week when I'm there, and shocking the pool is something that's not necessary. Now, all my pools have borates in them at 50 parts per million, which means that I don't shock my pools that much anyway to begin with because of the borates in there. But if you're shocking a lot of pools on your route, you're using a lot of chemical and you're raising the cost of your business. And there are alternatives, like I mentioned here in this podcast, about keeping that residual level of chlorine and trying to maintain that week in and week out the best you can. Worst case scenario, you can leave a gallon of liquid chlorine to the customer. If you're there on a Tuesday, have them pour that gallon in the pool on like a Friday. And that's still going to be less expensive than using the tablets and raising the cyanuric acid level in the pool. However you want to work it, as long as you can eliminate adding large amounts of chlorine to a pool to get it back in shape because the chlorine zeroed out is the best way to save money on your pool route going forward and limiting the amount of shock the employees use also. If they can maintain that pool at that chlorine level and not let it drop down to where algae forms or the pool turns cloudy or you get combined chlorine, then you're winning the battle there because it takes a lot more product again like I mentioned to bring that chlorine level back up and stabilize it than if it were just stable and you're adding a maintenance dose to it. And this concept kind of reminds me of my grandfather where he would never let his car get empty on gas. And so he'd be filling it up whenever he was around the gas station or whenever it dropped like near half, he would fill it up. So he was always bragging. He's like, hey, I filled up my car for $8 last week because he never let it get down to where it was empty. If he had to ever put in it back then, it was like $30 to fill up a tank. If he ever had to put $30 in to fill his tank of gas up, he would, like, have a stroke. So it's one of those things where he just kept on adding gas to his car whenever he could, so he never had to actually fill it up when it got down to empty. Now, he would probably not be happy with the gas prices today. He would go crazy, and he'd probably go in there every day to fill it up to make sure he's not putting too much money out when he fills it up. But that's kind of the concept here. If you think about it like that, you want to just fill that pool up with chlorine with the maintenance dose every time you're there. Find a way for it to kind of fill each day during the week and therefore it never drops below that four parts per million threshold that I started out with in the first example. And then you're never going to have to shock the pool and throw large amounts of chlorine or algaecides in there. And theoretically, it will save your pool company a lot of money if you can just add the maintenance dose during the week and keep the dosage at that level and never have to really shock the pool. I think the most critical factor is keeping your pools under 100 parts per million of cyanuric acid to make this work because once it gets to 100 parts per million again you're going to need 5 parts per million with borates at 50 parts per million in the pool and you're going to need 7.5 parts per million of free chlorine if you don't have borates in the pool and that's going to cost you a lot of money in maintenance dose with chlorine at that level and if you keep adding a cyanuric acid product like trichlor tablets to the pool that's going to be even higher and higher So when you get to 200 parts per million, you're going to need an outrageous 14 parts per million of free chlorine in the pool to make this work. So the cyanuric acid level is really critical in making this work, and Bob Lowry is really focused on that. The cyanuric acid level should not get to a point where it makes adding chlorine to the pool... Uneconomical to this point. Either drain some of the water, switch products so you're not adding more cyanuric acid to the pool, or find some way to mitigate the amount of cyanuric acid you're adding to the pool each week to make this kind of work and make it economical. And I think in this day and age, this is even more powerful a much more powerful message on saving money by not just willy nilly throwing chlorine in the pool. I mean, before 2021, you could shock a pool to your heart's content, and it was not a big deal. Liquid corn was like 250 dollars a gallon. You can get a bag of Cal Hypo for a, a, close to $3, I think, in my area at that time. And now it's just skyrocketed to almost double that. And so you can't be shocking pools willy-nilly anymore out there on your route. you got to find a method to maintain your pools without shocking them. And I think this is a sound idea. Implementing it is something you're going to have to figure out how to do on each pool to make it work. And this is something that I think you're going to have to put some thought behind to implement his idea of not shocking the pool, but keeping that residual level in there. And of course the industry is going to miss Bob Lowry and his knowledge and his new concepts that he comes up with, but we have some solid concepts that he came up with. And I think we can at least hold on to those concepts that he came up with and it can help us in our business. Even though he's no longer with us, he's in a much better place. And I believe that with all my heart, I think he's left a legacy behind that's going to help you and your service business. And I highly recommend picking up his books on Amazon. He has a couple books there, and those books are great reads on chemistry. And pick those up, read those books, and I think you're going to get a good prepper on pool chemistry. And you're going to learn more about his target ranges there in this book and the ratio that I talked about here in this podcast. And of course, if you're looking for other podcasts that I had recorded with Bob Lowry, just go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com, on the banner, click on that podcast icon, just type in the word Bob or Bob Lowry, and then I'll bring up all the podcasts I recorded with him. And there's quite a a number of them that I recorded with him over the course of a a couple years that I was able to record with him and pull those up. And you can definitely listen to those at your leisure. And if you want to enhance your business, check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits to joining there, including a discount on your general liability insurance. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a good rest of your week and God bless.